Hello friends, I hope you're doing well. I am Ryan Stevens and I am excited to bring you the Catalyzing Podcast. How's it going, everyone? I hope you are healthy and safe. These are unprecedented times, and I wanted to bring you a catalyzing podcast episode today that uh, is going to speak specifically to how us as athletic trainers can be handling this downtime, um, as well as how are we responding to this uh, this pandemic situation. And you know, I had recorded originally a a small monologue segment to put out there with some ideas for athletic trainers. Um, to make the most of their downtime. And then I got a call from Mike Probition, and apparently his mind was in the same place. And he said, hey, let's do a uh, uh, an episode together and, and talk about how athletic trainers can be adapting to this, as well as what are some things that uh, we can be doing to not only adapt and take care of some things right now, but also set ourselves up for future success uh, with some good effective downtime projects. So uh, that being said, we got a little episode today uh, with a, a conversation between myself and Mike Probition, and uh, we're going to hopefully give you some ideas that you can be working on as well as get you thinking about uh, your role in this whole situation that we're dealing with. Michael Probition is an athletic trainer, and he's worked in a variety of different venues with patients of all ages and skill sets. And Mike is currently employed as an athletic trainer at Passaic High School in New Jersey. He serves as vice president of operations for Sports Safety International, and he's also an adjunct professor at William Patterson University in Wayne, New Jersey. He's both an Athletic Trainer Society of New Jersey Distinguished Service Award winner recipient and a Hall of Fame inductee. And additionally, Mike is a New Jersey State Coaches Association Hall of Fame inductee. He's the author of numerous book chapters, abstract articles, journal articles that specialize in areas such as sports emergency care, prevention, recognition, and management. And a little background, Mike received two bachelors of science degrees from Penn State University and got his master's degree from Kent State University in Ohio. Really great background, uh, a great person, and uh, he's his head's in the right spot, his heart's in the right spot with trying to help us out as a profession. So um, hopefully you'll uh, enjoy this episode and uh, get some great tips. All right, Mike, thanks for, for joining me this meeting. Um, you know, these are unprecedented times for us uh, as, a, as a nation, as healthcare providers, as athletic trainers and lots of curveballs are being thrown away right now and uh, it, it's funny that you know you reached out to me a couple days ago and said hey I got a deal let's get this message out there to people and I had just recorded a short segment along the same lines and it was just great that we were on the same page and I was like you know what I'm gonna scrap that let's have this conversation with the, with the two of us and, and really talk about what we feel athletic trainers should be thinking about during this time of the the coronavirus or you know in, in the future if there is another pandemic uh situation how can we be leveraging our skills how can we make the most of our downtime so thanks for for joining me uh, taking some time this morning to chat no no thank you ryan you know thanks for what you do with your podcast uh when i when i was thinking about ideas that were popping in my head of how uh we could be used as healthcare providers um 
I really, you know, one of the first persons to pop into my head was, you know, Ryan's a great person to get the message out there. Um, and for us to kind of look at what we can do, uh, both within the settings that we work, as well as possibly thinking outside the box. And uh, you mentioned a word uh, off, off interview about adaptability. And if anybody's adaptable, it's athletic trainers. Yep. Uh, and this, this is a situation for adaptability without, without, a, without a doubt and, and being able to roll with the punches per se um, and, and really roll up our sleeves and do whatever we can to, to help the healthcare system both within our schools um, and within any any settings or wherever people may need us. Yeah, absolutely. And we also, you know, not only are we thinking about taking care of ourselves first and foremost, uh, we're talking about how we can be a resource for our, or, our own organization as well as maybe other organizations around us that could use support. Um, we're also thinking about, you know, what are some other ways that athletic trainers can leverage this downtime to help further themselves, their workplace, and our profession as well too. So let's kind of start with that, Mike. What are your thoughts on, um, you know, first of all, of course, let's, let's put this out there too. First and foremost, we need to be healthy. So if you yourself have symptoms, if someone in your immediate family has symptoms, you need to be making sure that you're, you're being mindful and present of that. You're taking care of yourself. You're not exposing um, yourself to others so that uh, we can really contain this. But let's say you are healthy. You know, What are your first thoughts in terms of how can we be a resource to your organization or other organizations around in this time of chaos? Well, one of the things I think you need to do and, and one of the things that you know, myself and uh, the other athletic trainer I work with uh, at our school did was um, at, see how you could fit within first and foremost within the infrastructure of what the what your place of employment's doing, whether that be a school, uh, secondary school, university, uh, private setting, physician's office. Uh, can you fit within the setting? Um, you know, within secondary school settings, I know they have pandemic response plans, uh, and you know, one of the things that we did uh, is we took a look at the school's pandemic response plan and evaluated it when they sent it out at the beginning of the week or you know beginning of last week um, and said okay well where do we fit within the structure of our institution to be able to uh, roll up our sleeves and help uh, you know I think one of the things that I see at our place and what I see within a secondary school setting is you know people need to look and, and, and kind of show that hey we are licensed healthcare providers this is a healthcare crisis how can we help um, you know within secondary schools you know and if you try to I, I think one of the things that we all do and again we do very well for what we are as, as a profession is we um, anticipate things very well yeah. um, and that's what we do I, I think when we look at preparation emergency response plans cardiac emergency response plans we pre prepare for the worst and hopefully the worst doesn't happen but if it does we're ready. Right. Um, and, and I think that that's where we are. Like right now we should be preparing, unfortunately, for the worst. And hopefully, you know, we're able to curtail it. We're able to flatten the curve and we don't necessarily get to that worst case scenario. Um, but be ready for it. Um, within school districts, I challenge everybody to read their pandemic response plans, to communicate with their administrators, um, to be able to see where they fit in. You know, that may be things from you know what, I need to go in and, and I need to assist the school nurses and the guidance counselors um, and, and maybe social workers within the school to be the point of contact for athletes. Um, you know, 
there, there'd be point you may be a point of contact for multiple things uh, from somebody who's on a long-term rehab you have to switch your course and and be able to one of the things I did yesterday was you know a couple of my rehabbers that I have going on right now uh, took my home exercise sheets that we already had designed that are in our policies and procedure manuals uh, and they got emailed their policy their, their, their home exercise sheets able to make sure they're staying up on their rehab and their exercises um, can you set something up like a Google meet that if uh, you give them a new exercise to do and they're not sure if their technique is right where you could set up a Google meet see how they're doing the exercise mm-hmm. and evaluate the, their form um, and then you know specifically within the crisis mode of you know are we the contact person with um, you know somebody from the softball team you know ends up testing positive for COVID-19 and now you need to be able to contact parents uh, and athletes to be able to tell them, you know, that they need to be sheltering in place and that they need to be uh, quarantining themselves because somebody else and, you know, they're probably going to have a lot of questions about the fears and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, as we know, unfortunately, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Right. Um, And and we need to be able to provide them the proper. uh, And one of the things I said to my administration at my school is, is, and I think a lot of athletic trainers will agree with this, that, you know, they, um, one of the great things about us, again, is, and I tell this to uh, the clinical students I have all the time, we are one of the very few healthcare professions that we know our patients before their patients uh, and be able to get to know their personalities and the, and the way they kick, for a black, lack of a better word. Um, and now all of a sudden, in a crisis mode like this, uh, because of that relationship and, and the relationships we built, the, the student, uh, the, you know, the students may want to hear from us and may be most comfortable talking to us uh, before they are talking maybe to a, a nurse or a guidance counselor. So we have to use that relationship to our, to our advantage and, and, and calm everybody's anxiety levels. And, you know, I'm sure, Ryan, that you've looked and all healthcare provi- professionals are looking too of, of what anxiety does to the immune system, yep. what too much exercise does to the immune system, what too little exercise does to the immune system. And striking that right chord, uh, and us being able to assist uh, in all those avenues, um, very very important. Um, and you know, within that system, you know, one of the other things that our pandemic response plan talks about, uh, and 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 I could see as a foreseeable is, uh, you know, are you going to be a community liaison possibly with the community where your school is? Um, you know, and and that's something that you know will be evolving too. Whether we're going to be community resources with the based on state, local government, New, Ber- New Jersey Department of Health, um, and you know, and seeing seeing how it how it evolves. You know, one of the things everybody's just trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think athletic trainers have to be doing their part to figure it out. It's, it's something that ev- everybody's evolving. School systems are evolving. Hospitals are evolving. Um, state governments are evolving. Everybody's just, you know, hey, let's figure this out. Let's roll up our sleeves and figure it out. We have, we have to be right in there, right in the trenches, doing the same thing, rolling up our sleeves and helping everybody figure it out. I agree. I, I think you made uh, you made a lot of great points there, especially with us being a liaison because of the relationships that we have with our patient population, uh, with the, the administrators at our schools, and just making yourself available to be an additional resource in ways they may not even thought about. I'm sure a lot of athletic trainers, whether you're in a school or another organization, probably don't have potentially a pandemic 
um, response policy in their EAP. So, you know, if you don't, now's the time to start putting this together with all the stuff that's out there. And, you know, as, as you connect with your student athletes, uh, you made another great point about following up with them. Those who are currently in rehab, those who are still recovering from a concussion you still can be connecting with them. Telemedicine is a wonderful thing. And now we're gonna be thrown into it with discovering the value and benefit of telemedicine to really make sure we are connecting with those people that we're caring for and, and keeping them move forward with their progress. You also mentioned a great point about the, the anxiety and the mental health aspect of it. You know, keep in mind, we're dealing with a lot of athletes here who are used to exercising every day. Like that's their social stigma. That's their, their, their circle of, of friends. Like if they're not around that, and they don't get to do the things they love to do and they don't have that exercise every day, they're gonna be struggling potentially with how to replace that in their life for this short amount of time. So, um, you know, being a mental, uh, a mental support for them too in terms of, you know, maybe connecting with your, your teams once in a while, shooting knee blast out saying, hey, how are you doing? If anybody needs to talk, you know, this is how you can reach me. We can set up an appointment to, to chat um, you know, maybe sharing the NATA resources about mental health as well too. All those things we can do to really help make a positive influence in our own ways for for the situation that's going on. Um, I, I think let's also talk about what are some other things too, maybe not so much as urgent, but still you know equally important that athletic trainers can be doing pertaining to their sites. Things like not only reviewing their current EAP, but, you know, hey, why don't you work on next year's budget and, and uh, purchasing supply order? Um, you know, what are some other ideas you have for school-specific or organization-specific downtime? Well, there, there, there's a bunch of them, I think. Uh, for, those, uh, for those athletic trainers that have spouses, um, you're going to find a, a pretty nice big honeydew list yeah. uh, that, 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 that's going to take place. Uh, but then, you know, when you get into what do we need to do within, um, within our, you know, within our job descriptions and within our, uh, our profession, um, you know, it's great. It, it's a time in which, uh, number one, professional development can take place. Uh, you know, there's a lot of time right now to be able to do um, online education. Um, you know, Ryan, as you know, I wear many hats. Uh, between you know being at a secondary school, but also you know being a part owner of Sports Safety International, uh, you know, and you toe that fine line of yeah, you know we we you know obviously we are an online healthcare provider, but we're very sensitive to the situation as well. Um, we're doing a couple things, you know, at SSI. We're you know obviously we uh, we decreased our prescription rate for people to be able to take their professional development and do courses, uh, but also giving back to the community as well, in which we. Uh, you know, sent out an email uh, when when this started, uh, letting schools know, colleges, universities, uh, uh, and secondary schools that if you if you're interested, we will provide our product for free uh, for you to be able to share it with your students and provide additional coursework. So we're we're trying to give to athletic trainers to be able to do professional development, but also be very sensitive to this situation. Uh, you know. Um, so that's one thing you got, you know, your professional developments within the secondary school setting. Uh, I believe you need to work on reviewing great time. You know, all emergency action plans are dynamic in nature. Uh, so a lot of times, you know, 
you may go years, you know, to, you know, you don't have time to do that annual review or whatever. Well, now you have time to do your annual yep. review, <laughs> uh, review the plans, make sure, you know, uh, they haven't done construction on one of your sites that you didn't oversee and your entrance has changed. And so you review your emergency action plans, uh, you know, within, you know, New Jersey and a lot of states, you have separate cardiac emergency action plans and you have regular emergency action plans. Review those. Um, you know, work on work on some additional things. You know, did you, uh, if there's something in place for for a, an epidemic or a pandemic, as you mentioned, uh, um, is there something together for like uh, for COVID nineteen with regards to a plan? Um, do you have uh, you know budget time is coming up? You know, yep. in most places on their fiscal year, uh, you can have time to get your orders done. Um, there, there's there's so many things that, you know, a lot of times that, you know, I challenge everybody just to think about what they need to do. That's probably the best thing because, you know, if you, if you take some time every day and, and maybe meditate and think about, you know, to sit back and turn the news off uh, because, you know, that's something right now, watching too much of that can create some anxiety. And when you just maybe sit back and think, um, I think there's, there's so many things that we can be doing that, you know, we probably should be doing more frequently. Uh, but probably the thing that jumps out to me is professional development and review of emergency action plans. Um, you know, budgeting is another, like you said, uh, I'm trying to think what else. Um, you know, maybe if you haven't, here's a, here's a great thing, and I already had them, uh, but maybe, you know, do you have a policy and procedure, an athletic training policy and procedure mm -hmm. manual? You know. Uh, you know, mine has built up over time, over time, over time. There's 32 chapters in my policy and procedure manual at my school. One of the things that is, you know, a chapter, I think it's like chapter 17 or whatever that's, you know, benefiting me now is like yesterday I emailed three of my students, you know, with their home rehab program, sending them their sheets, you know, with pic that had pictures on it and the number of repetitions and, you know, great, great tool. Like it was, they're ready. You know, if you don't have those, put them together because yep. we're going to need them. We're going to need to be able to send them where, you know, you have home rehab sheets and stuff. I think people sometimes, you know, we have so much hand-on hand interaction that people kind of forget that, you know, it's still good to be able to, you know, I worked in a setting like yours for a while, so that helped me. You know, we developed home exercise sheets to be able to give to patients. Right. So they were doing stuff in addition to their two or three times of uh, physical rehabilitation. Um, so, you know, now now's the time that, you know, you know, you put those tools together. If you don't have them, you could use them now, and then you're going to continue to use them when we kind of get back to the norm. You know. Yeah, I think that's the key is is being purposeful with your use of time. And you know, again, first and foremost, you know, I'm a family guy, and this is also a time. If you have kids, if you have a wife, and you've been, especially if you're a collegiate athletic trainer, or if you've been, you know, uh, an athletic trainer in a, in a situation where you've been been grinding a lot the last couple months. Also take advantage of this downtime with your family and cherish those time, uh, those moments as well too. That's that's really crucial. And then, like you said, be purposeful with your planning so that you're making the most of this time. You're not just kind of getting through the day and, and not really accomplishing much. When I went through uh, Dale Carnegie leadership training, they have this really cool uh, quadrant. It's called the, the tyranny of the urgent. And it talks about things being in four quadrants. It talks about being urgent and important, non-urgent and important, not important and urgent, 
and not important and not urgent. And I think if you kind of think about what you have to do and put it in those areas and chunk them, then it allows you to prioritize better about what needs to be done today. So what's urgent and important right now to you know maybe an emergency response or whatnot, um, putting some contingency plans in place. But then also what's kind of important and non non urgent. You know what are those long term things. Uh, we have a, a large team where I work, and so a lot of my team members, even before this all started, we have things uh, called our, our committee and liaisons assignments, where every athletic trainer has certain areas that they have ownership of during downtime, or if there's a snow day or anything like that. And those are all meant to elevate the entire team, to elevate us as athletic trainers, to elevate our, the people that we work with on a daily basis. You know, and, and so our team is working on those components right now until something else changes. You know, talking about looking at your school's website. Is your athletic training presence on your school's website what it should be? Do you have enough information on there so that parents know who you are and know how to find you, know what an athletic trainer is? And if not, draft up the content and work with your webmaster. Uh, maybe it's looking at the NATA Safe Schools uh, uh, checklist. And hey, my school could be doing these couple things and maybe this is your time to knock out a few of those and, and get that application filled out and, and look at doing a self audit as to what you're missing in order to be eligible for the NATA Safe Schools Award. You know, we're also doing things, you mentioned the policy and procedure manual, that's fantastic use of time because we don't always think about that if you're not in a business. You know, you don't think about that in, in the clinical setting, but we have more so a handbook uh, that just guides care and we have the policy and procedure portion of it but then we also have the the clinical care portion of it so you know there's there's the emerging conditions you can be thinking about and there's the non-emerging conditions there's how are you treating concussions looking at nata best practices looking at the most recent statements and really taking all that and, and collating it and compiling it together so that you have an awesome resource in the future for for being consistent with your care and being um, held to a high standard. Because uh, a couple other things that, that we're doing as well too is, you know what, maybe there's something pertaining to, you wanted to get started a, a student aid program or an internship program and you've never been able to get that going. So, you know, you leverage that at this time to lay the groundwork for what would your, you know, protocols and policy and procedure be for a high school student aid uh, program how would you know getting the the, the documentation written up getting the uh, the approval form for the waiver for the parents to sign allowing them to have permission to come in you know those are the little things that we could be thinking about and I think there's unlimited amount of those it really depends on your situation but there is no shortage of things that we can do it's a matter of being proactive and prioritizing in that you know, urgent or non-urgent, important or non-important, and, and really just going down that list to, to knock out some, some things that you will be thankful for next fall when you're busier than ever, just again you know, during, during preseason or, you know, when work picks back up, and then you won't have the same amount of time to do the stuff that we're talking about today. So, so you mentioned like a little checklist. So I, I have a, an idea of some, some topics and things that I want to run through that yeah. that people, you know, when they go ahead and evaluate some and give some people ideas, you know, before we talked about challenging people to kind of sit back and, and think of things. So, you know, here, here's some topics that, that people can go through and, and, and possibly put together content, you know, to work within the athletic training room. Um, 
basically looking at obviously evaluate your job description yep. okay um, and basically what you do within your facility um, making sure you have all in one location everything that's needed for pre-participation physical exams um, do you have policies in place for your coaches uh, with regards to you know what do they do when they go on the road what do they do at a home event where there's no athletic trainer present what do they do at a home event where the athletic trainer is down on the other field um, evaluation of your, your, your school insurance policy, um, looking at uh, physician, your physician forms and information from what do you send with the, the student who has a concussion? What do you send with the student who has a musculoskeletal injury? What do you send with the, um, the person uh, who has a, uh, an illness that you want to come back? Um, do you have OSHA protocols in place within your, within your facility that are in line with the, the most recent standards that take place? Um, do you want to take a look at your standing orders and see, you know, how many people have changed their standing orders? On, I know we all get them signed on an annual basis as per the DCA, uh, or I hope everybody does as yeah. per the DCA. Okay. But, um, you know, evaluate them. Do you, is there anything else that you want to add that maybe isn't in there that you want your physician to sign off on? Um, we talked about EAPs before, um, both cardiac and regular. Uh, do you have a... A set of standards in place again we the, you know the, it's been uh, it's been put out there as law in New Jersey but you uh, you know again evaluate your heat on this stuff but yeah. not only your heat but evaluate environmental issues just in general that means heat cold lightning um, so many so many various ones in there uh, do you have a communicable disease chapter uh, in which you have uh, protocols in place for communicable diseases from hepatitis to uh, obviously communicable diseases this would this what we're dealing with right now would yep. fall into it yeah. um, looking looking at forms you know you know your take-home forms and and your exercise sheets and your rehab protocols um, here's one that you know I have that kind of you know would like do you have an MSDS uh, <laughs> of, of do you evaluate all the products that are in your school yeah. and the chemicals that are in them and how those chemicals may affect uh, may affect everybody in the room? That that's a nice little project to work on. That's that, not that's going to be a fun work. project right there. <laughs> you know, you know, but, but all but all those but all those resources are available online because when I did mine a few years ago and you look at the products that you have, you take an inventory of your products which. Now, now you'd be doing it, you know, in your head inventory because we're not on site to see what we have, uh, but we go from there. Um, you know, do you have anything within your in your procedures on sickle cell, sickle cell trait, sickle cell anemia, um, anything on epinephrine, diabetes? You know, your your general medical conditions. Um, so, you know, there's there's a you know right there, like I, I said, there's so many things that you could continue to go through, and you know. Um, I think one of the things we all can kind of do, and, and I've done, is you know use social media positively. Okay, um, you know, be supportive of everybody. Be supportive of our all of our healthcare workers. Be supportive of our teachers who are figuring it out. Yeah. Um, and, and and seek seek motivation from it too. You know, I, there's a couple people I follow, and and you read things, and you know, I'll, I'll leave people with this too. Is you know, um, one of the you know persons I follow is a, a person by the name of Lee Rubin. Uh, he's a Penn State athlete who's a he's a New Jerseyan, uh -huh. um, and he does a lot of motivational stuff. And, and reading from you know his Twitter feed, you know he he talks about you know we've got a great opportunity to come together and not fall apart. And it, it's a well spoken statement. You know, and he talks about you know uh, 
the other thing that I read recently that I thought was turbulent times are great for team building opportunities. Um, so, you know, both of those things are so true. You you made reference to it and mentioned it to it again. What you're doing within the hospital setting, and and you are you guys are doing team building activities, and it's it's all part of the process. You know, um, as we as we all figure it out, everybody needs to be cognizant of the fact that everybody's figuring out and, and be supportive. And you know, I, I think you mentioned a great part about family before. You know, I'm a family person just as you are. Um, and it's, it's interesting to see the homeschooling dynamics yep. taking place and stuff. Uh, but it is a time too that, you know what, we move, we move, we move, we move, and we're being forced to slow down a little bit and, and, you know, really see how, how the things that, you know, as we kind of speed through things are important to us and, you know, be with our families and, and do things with our families and have family game night and, Exactly. And things like that, which are all, you know, you know, things that sometimes we forget to do and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, everybody's everybody. We're going to be fine, and we're going to do our part, and you know, I think we're we're going to come out for the better of it. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a, a great thing to to remember. Is you know, we we will get through this. Um, we'll learn a lot from it. We will adapt. We'll do the best we can. Um, I, I think it's very important that the point you've made about being positive on social media and supportive of, of one another because there is so much not we don't want to ignore the negativity we don't want to ignore the the challenges but still knowing people other people knowing that you are there to support them or that you're just putting something out there that Lee was putting out just to make us have a reminder of how we could see you know the the, the flower coming after this rainstorm and um, you know, it also it reminds me too that this is National Athletic Training Month, and you know we probably didn't go as planned. You know, with with everything that uh, the NATA and all of us have planned for PR purposes, but you know what? That doesn't mean you got to stop on March 30th. Everything that we've been planning, everything we've talking about, been talking about as athletic trainers to put out during AT month. Why can't we just do it all year? You know, continue yep. to put it out over the summer, in the fall, the stuff that you're developing right now that maybe you're like, eh, this is not really the good timing to put this out because there's other focuses. Keep it in your back pocket, put it out there later and, and really promote our profession over the course of the year, especially talk about what we've learned from this, like you and I are doing right now. Promote that part of it too, about how athletic trainers are learning and adapting and showing our value even when we're not physically treating because that's always the question that we get is okay well you know where is the value when you're not treating like what are the other things yeah. that you bring and this is our perfect example and opportunity to really showcase that on a grand scale yeah yeah and we've talked you know off off the interview a little bit and i think the great thing that people need to understand is is we are licensed healthcare providers this is a healthcare crisis uh, and you know we need to we need to work and we need to adapt and and and, and you know we're indirectly going to show people that we are you know qualified healthcare providers uh, in this time of of healthcare need. So um, I think you know that's something within this month of National Athletic Training Month is the goal always indirectly before this crisis developed is hey we are licensed healthcare providers let everybody know that we are well. Indirectly, it's it's happening, and uh, not like you said, not the way anybody wanted it to happen. But uh, you know, we're, we're 
just keep saying we're going to get through it and everybody's going to uh, chip in and as a country and as athletic trainers in the healthcare system and as a country we're going to we'll get through it we'll do fine that's so. a great message mike i i wish you and your family nothing but the the best of health and and safety and same for all of our listeners out there uh, we hope that you are healthy and if you do end up catching uh the you know the the coronavirus yourself take good care of yourself get the care that you need um and um hopefully we'll be able to to move beyond this with uh, the least amount of damage we can hope for. So, Mike, thank you for your time. I will talk to you you. again soon. Thank you, everybody, for listening, and we all wish you all the best and hope that you were able to find some great tips and the stuff that uh, Mike and I were talking about today to get you thinking about the next uh, few weeks. All All right. right. Thank you, Ryan. Take care, Mike. All right, bye.